Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I am Jim Galante, along with Andrew P. Shea. Andy, this is going to be our transfer portal special show. And quarter number one is brought to you by Collegiate Athletic Travel. You guys know it's coming up. Penn State, Utah in the Rose Bowl. And if you want to get your chance to go and go in style, no better way to do it than with Collegiate Athletic Travel. They're offering a three-night trip, charter flight, with Southwest Airlines flying out of Harrisburg, going from December 31st to January 3rd, staying at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel, includes so many different things, Rose Bowl parade tickets, transfers to the parade, then to the game, to the pep rally, all this stuff included. It is a great way, as most of you know, Dustin and I traveled with them to Auburn earlier in the year. It was a fantastic time. Worked out great. They take care of everything for you, which is really cool. I know we have some of our listeners out there on the West Coast already. They also have a land-only package. And if you're just looking for a flight, you have your other arrangements made, Collegiate Athletic Travel could help you with that also. So if you want to learn more, just go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. All right, Andrew, how are you doing today? Y'all ready to talk some Penn State football and portal? Sure, Jimmy. Let's talk about the eye candy and the transfer portal. <laughs> Let's do it. Before we, before we get there, this is my first chance to speak with you since the announcement that Penn State would be Rose Bowl bound. Quick thoughts, Penn State, Utah, Rose Bowl, good trip love for it. them, good opponent for them. Love it, love it, love it, Jimmy. Great opponent for them. Uh, if, to answer your question, yes, I I think it's a good spot for Penn State to land in terms of a, a New Year's Six Bowl. It, it's, a, it's just better than the Cotton Bowl. It just is. I mean, they needed some help to get there because the Big Ten – uh, was a very weak conference other than the top three schools this year. It did not have any depth at all in 2022, and and that impacted. That's why they could have possibly fallen to the Cotton Bowl. Neither team's going to have a ton of guys opt out, right, like a, a, a large lineup or, or really, really key and instrumental players will be opting out. And I think it's a, a heck of a matchup. And both teams have, like, you know, similar but yet different incentives to win the game. It feels kind of like old school. Like the Bulls have changed a little bit in the college football playoff era is they're not as, you know, thirsty and hungry to, you know, sort of perform and and play their best football in the bowl games. But I think these two teams, for, for like I said, a lot of similar but also different reasons, will be will put on a show and, and it's – even with the college football playoffs, I think it's my first or second most you know intriguing game that I really want to watch and see. I want to watch these two teams go head-to-head, and I think it's going to be a really, really fun football game to watch. 
We're going to get a chance to talk more about it in the coming weeks. Let's get to the news of the week. And as I said, this is our Transfer Portal special show. It's all about the Transfer Portal. Uh, Let's talk. It's really the Portal update for Penn State as we record this, just so everyone knows in case there's some new names that appear that we don't talk about. We're recording on Thursday. It's Christian Vayu and a bunch of other guys, right? (laughs) Let's That's... start. Let's start. Let's start with Christian Vayu. This was actually it was just plain the inevitable, right, Andy? He he was bypassed by a guy younger than him, and it, this he's a quarterback, so he that means he's going to move on. He was not only bypassed by a guy younger than him, Jimmy. He was bypassed by the guy younger than him, who is a was a five star prospect and. The first five-star prospect that the head coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions, one James Franklin, landed at the quarterback position. So that was sort of the double whammy. Yeah, it was inevitable. I mean, there's, what, 60-plus some quarterbacks that, you know, are in the transfer portal and active right now, and he's one of them. Uh, He is a legitimate, not elite-level power five starting quarterback, but a power five eligible starting quarterback. I really believe he has the tools, you know, there's, you know, four or five, probably big 10 schools. If you dig deep and thought about that, that guy could compete or be the starter at those schools much sooner than later, if not right away. So he, he had to move on because James sticks with his quarterbacks, right? In the James Franklin era, if you think about it, Drew Aller passed him. He He's identified as the next starting quarterback at Penn State. James Franklin, other than his first year, he's had two starting quarterbacks in his tenure at Penn State. Trace McSorley and Sean Clifford. That's it. Nobody else other than, you know, if he had to in an injury status. But his guys, he sticks with quarterbacks for a long, 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 long time. And being a former quarterback – that's just the way he chooses to do it, and I don't see anything wrong with it, per se. Uh, I'm sure, you know, non-Sean Clifford fans who always ask great questions during the Ask Andy segment would disagree, but that's just the way James runs the quarterback positions at his under his program and his, you know, when he's the CEO of it. So, for Christian, I hope he finds a place where he can start because if he had started for Penn State this year, would you have been unhappy, Jimmy? Like going into the season, something happens to Sean Clifford, and they say Christian Vayu's our starting quarterback. Based on what you knew and what you had seen and what he had done, you wouldn't have had cause for alarm, alarm correct? Correct. Yeah, so that's why the kid should be in the transfer portal, and you hope he finds a home where he can play and start because he can do it. I really believe he can. To me, Andy, this is what the transfer portal was made for. A kid who's talented enough to be a starter, but at the quarterback position, you only play one. And if you're James Franklin, you really only play one. And there is, and you know, despite the way that sounded from me, I'm not advocating a two quarterback system. I'm not. Oh. And especially if you don't have a differentiation between the two. You know, if you had a scenario where, Let's face it, um, Sean Clifford was not the most mobile guy this past season. 
if you had, say, a running quarterback where it's a change of pace. But even though Christian Value is probably more mobile than Sean Clifford right now, he's not so mobile that you said, hey, this is a di- completely different look that you could bring him in for a series. Not the case. He's been bypassed. What's going to be fascinating, we're going to talk about it more later in the show, as you alluded to, 60-some quarterbacks in the portal. Well, guess what? That was 60-some quarterbacks in the portal in day one of the portal. I doubt they're all going to find starting jobs somewhere, so it's, it's going to be really fascinating to watch. The other area, as I said, I called it uh, Christian Vayu and a bunch of other guys. Let me give them names. Jeffrey Davis, a defensive back. Malik McNeil, a unique guy, a really big guy. I think he came in at 380 pounds, offensive lineman. Um, defensive lineman Rodney McGraw, and now just uh, – Later in the week, another defensive end, Devon Townley. It appeared none of these guys were part of like the two deep or maybe even the three deep. And ha- and they were probably being passed over by true freshmen. This is how it works a lot often, Andy, is it not? The sophomores or the redshirt freshmen that are now two years in the system and they kind of get a feel whether they're going to get on the field pretty soon or not. They, they can't feel any upward mobility, and they were either passed by a younger player or, yeah, that's a, a, one of the scenarios. Or looking at the even the recruiting class coming in and the amount of young players played, they can't see any – I like to use the word upward mobility for them. Um, I think the two defensive ends – are interesting because that's a position where you've got, you know, sort of a four deep and, and those are the guys are going to play. And, and the other, that's the other factor is I'm not sure I see any of those guys uh, moving anywhere or departing between 2022 and 2023. So even getting passed on the depth depth chart, but if you look at, at, at four deep for McGraw and Townley, the, the two uh, redshirt freshman defensive ends who were part of the 2021 class, there's no place to go upward mobility wise. They just, that Penn state's got it set at DN and they have a new recruiting class coming in. So now they have more to fight for behind them to even hold the spot they were already at. It's a, it's a, it's a sticky wicket to be in, right, Jimmy? That's a tough position to be in. It really is Andy. And I know, there's the nature of college football fans is if a player leaves his university, it's to be critical. They abandoned us. They left us. And I don't think I'm hearing a lot of that from the Penn state fan base with the players that have left. Because again, I feel like this is what the transfer portal was designed for. Christian value was in that situation. That's not all that unique. At quarterback, only one guy could play. Drew Aller surpassed him, a guy in a lower class. These other players, they're not players who've been hitting the field, and they're still young enough to go somewhere else and have a two- or three-year career somewhere right. else, whether it's a Power 5 school or, or not. Yeah, I mean, look at corner. Look at the defensive back, Jeffrey Davis Jr. Dude! 
where are you going to find the field in that defensive backfield right now? And they they play a, a ton of defensive backs already. And Joey Porter Jr., we know, is leaving. And that doesn't matter for him. So, you know, they, yeah, Penn State, there's no reason for Penn State fans to say, oh, they abandoned us or they left. They are depth guys. And in this first week so far, Jimmy, we say this so far right now, Penn State has also avoided a little bit of the other side, which is the bloodbath of teams coming in and taking their top end players. They don't, none of that appears to have happened. So that's the other side of it. And we just got to point out, though, transfer portal season is not over. There could be players who say, you know what, I want to finish out the season. I want to play in the Rose Bowl, then make their announcement. Okay, Andy, quarter number two, I'm going to ask you where Penn State should be shopping in the portal. You'll want to stay tuned for that. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Rose Bowl parade tickets and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new coffee barbecue dry rub set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante along with Andrew P. Shea. Andy, we teased it in the first segment. We're going to talk where Penn State is going to go shopping in the transfer portal. We've talked about, you know, the players that Penn State has lost. And I think so far, so good for Penn State as far as players exiting. No real surprises, no great losses yet. I know you'd prefer Christian Vayu to stay, but that, that wasn't realistic. Now let's twist this around and talk about 
players coming into Penn State, and you and I were talking between segments off the air about you know what is uh, the transfer portal, and right now it's just out and out free agency, and Correct. it's. You know, those of us who are baseball fans, we're in the middle of the winter meetings. We've seen it. I'm a Mets fan. You lose Jacob DeGrom, you bring in Verlander. You're the Phillies. You got a hole at shortstop. You bring in Trey Turner. That's the way it works. And it, you plug the hole. And I think that's the way James Franklin has been doing with the portal. He hasn't been an all-out, here, let me bring a dozen new guys in. Let me transform the team. His situation has been, let me identify where the hole is and let me see if I could identify a player who could fill that hole for us, right? Exactly, yeah. He's definitely done done the plug-and-play method, right? Like, has there been a guy in the transfer portal? And I don't know, do you include the guys he gets from Lackawanna Junior College? Like, that's one of my big questions going into 2023. Who's he get from Lackawanna? Because that place has been a goldmine for him, but... In plug and play is Separate what James question. Wrote. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. But it, it kind of fits all under the mold, mold, same mold for me. But James is James does plug and play. He he finds and identifies and and these guys 75, 80% of them generally play. Tinsley, Johnny Dixon, Chop Robinson, Hunter Norzad, all part of the 2022. Uh, football team that played significant and made significant contributions. Plug and play is what James is is looking for, for the most part, right off the get-go. And he has looked for players. Yes, he's had very high-end, and he's had guys that I don't want to call them depth because they play, but they're at positions like I'll use the offensive lineman where he's brought in like Hunter Norzad. Hunter Norzad is not a star tackle. But they're sure glad they have him as yeah. part of that that group, that starting five, as opposed to they've identified the last two years they were lacking at defensive end, and they brought in two, I'm going to call them stars, Arnold D. Bikini and then Chop Robinson. You know, they needed That's a awesome. new <laughs> – yes – and they needed a new number one or 1A at wide receiver, and they brought in Mitchell Tinsley. So they've been very good at, at doing this. So the question now becomes, Andy, all right, how about this year? Where are they going to go shopping? To me, the first and most obvious, and based on what we've identified where they've made some offers, you start at wide receiver, don't you? They Well, Penn State is going to start at wide receiver. I would argue that the 1A priority, if you want to do it, not in a 1-2 you know, listing scenario, would be offensive line. Offensive line, wide receiver, wide receiver, offensive line, 1-1A, however you want to put it. But, yeah, they 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 need to look at the wide – they need help. They need plug and play at the wide receiver, and th- this is why I think so. Parker Washington lost for the year has a decision made. Mitchell Tinsley's gone, right? Like his eligibility is up and he is gone. Parker Washington is eligible to go at the next level, lost his season to an injury. But whether or not he comes back or does not is, I don't think it plays into the decision of how Penn State is will approach this offseason in the transfer portal when it comes 
to the wide receiver position. They need at least another one known quantity wide receiver from the portal, right? They have a young crew. They have some talent there that they recruited. Some of it saw the field in spate this year, and it was clear that that young crew has some serious development to do, and that will happen. But having a more seasoned transfer portal wide receiver, a plug-and-play if you like, I think it's really vital for this team and this quarterback heading in, the new starting quarterback heading into 2023, because he's going to need some help around him. Okay, he's got a boatload of it in the backfield. The offensive line has become a more stable position over the course of this season at Penn State from where it had been the previous two or three years. Um, But he's still going to need help at the wide receiver position. And maybe a receiver from the young crew emerges, but you can't sort of bank on that in the free agency era of college football with the transfer portal. You have to find somebody who is a plug-and-play. Even a guy like Mitchell Tinsley, who ended up being a 1A, works for Penn State in 2023 and will help this football team. You're right. You hope some of the youngsters develop, but hope is not a strategy. So if you could bring somebody in or two two players in, especially if Parker Washington does decide to move up. Now, the offensive line, I hear what you're saying, because you've got five positions there. You need depth. We found out even this year where the offensive line was better. You still need seven or eight guys who could get onto the field and play for you. So more depth there is always a good thing. The two things I'll mention there is where, where you have um, Fashionu coming back at left tackle. You have um, Tengwall coming back at left guard. You know you have Hunter Norzad coming back as an interior lineman. And I think you – does Juice Scruggs come back? Does Sal Warmly come back? More interior offensive linemen. Boy, if you could get a stud right tackle, you, you kind of complete that picture. Um, let's talk the backfield quarterbacks and running backs where you're set at quarterback with Drew Aller. You're set at running back with Katron Allen and Nick Singleton, but boy, it thins out after that. Can, do we expect Kevon Lee to come back? I, you know, if you had to bet on that now, I, I hate to pick out a specific player and say, oh, he's going to transfer. We really do not know what all his scenarios are. But we saw how in the previous 12 months, what did Penn State lose? Three running backs right to the portal. And their incoming freshman is coming off major knee surgery. So to depend on that true freshman again to come in and play. And at quarterback – when Sean Clifford graduates, you'll have just two returning scholarship quarterbacks and then an incoming freshman quarterback. That's pretty thin at quarterback also, Andy. So of the two, you looking for a running back, you looking for a quarterback, or neither? Uh, I'm always looking for a quarterback. I know we talked about it in quarter one. James does it different. He is a long-term – he's a marathon guy with his quarterbacks. He is – He's not a plug-and-play guy, um, but I think you always – you're falling behind if you aren't always seriously looking in the transfer portal at the quarterback position 
because it's so active, right? It's, I mean, the guy, you know, the quarterback at Clemson loses. He gets pulled because he's playing terrible in the ACC championship game. And on Monday, he's in the transfer portal, Saturday to Monday. That's how fast it changes and how active it is. So that one is like a behind the scenes thing, right? Like Drew Aller is the is the heir apparent. That's not going to change, but I still just think behind it, they are always looking at the quarterback position and what they're going to do with it. And my sneaky suspicion is you wouldn't be unhappy if Bo Prabula had to play for Penn State. I just think he's, as I said last week, he's a horse for the course. The running back position is one that is very, very intriguing because I, I, I kind of, in my mind, Kevon Lee kind of is like, okay, he had more injuries. And I remember James talking about a missing class or something and about a month or so ago. And he's just, he's going to go to the transfer portal. It makes absolutely, you know, kind of no sense for him because at best he's coming back to play for a third spot on this roster. I mean, and they have a, a young running back coming in, but it's only one. So it is a, it's a tricky now the, the, the running back room at Penn state coming off of 2022 after the Rose bowl heading into 2023 is going to be the most interesting one to watch Jimmy. What happens there? Because at the top, they're better than most. They have the two freshmen. That's a one, two hammer that almost nobody else in the country, if anybody else has at that level. So they enter it at the top end way, way, way better than most way, way better than most. But then after that, they fall off this cliff to where almost anybody or everybody could be better off than them. So how it's going to be the most interesting one to watch. Pay attention to it, Penn State fans, because we know what's happening at the top. My picture is I would love to see a specialist back, either like that third down quick back who receives out of the backfield or the opposite, that really big guy. He's 250 pounds, could pound, get your short yardage type situations. Someone who could actually be used one way or the other as a complement to what already exists in the running back room. Let's quickly look at the defense, Andy. I think James Franklin could end up bringing someone from anywhere with enough talent because they play so many people on defense. They could find playing time for them. But if there's a position, I would say it would be great if they could fill. Wouldn't it be nice to get a big tackle to replace P.J. Mustafer? Yeah, it's the hardest. I've said it many, many times for years. It's the it, defensive tackle at the stud level is the hardest position to recruit. And it's also going to be the hardest position to gain traction within the transfer portal. So, yeah, that would be like a dream scenario for Penn State. I really think it is. And it's such a hard position. I think they're good at defensive end. I think the defensive line is good. But if you could get a starting D tackle, you you get that guy. Oh, yes, definitely. I, I think he's... They're in a position where if they could find talent, I remember Johnny Dixon coming in a couple years ago and I was like, gee, that seems a little redundant. Well, guess what? Johnny Dixon is playing and he's playing really well and I'm glad they brought him in. I think that's the case at uh, almost every position on defense. 
That is it for quarter number two. Stick around. Quarter number three, we take your questions and we ask Andy. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Rose Bowl parade tickets and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new Coffee Barbecue Dry Rub set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number three. I'm Jim Galanti. He's Andrew P. Shea. As I said, quarter number three. We all know what it means. It's time to ask Andy. This is where we take your questions for Andy about Penn State football, college football, recruiting, whatever you want. Ask him about life in general if you want. Andy is the answer man. At the end of the segment, we are going to pick out a best question. And guess what? We've got a new prize for the winner. That's right. From our friends at 409 Tailgate Club. You guys know it. 409tailgateclub.com. You can go there, see their barbecue sauces, their rubs, their Bloody Mary mix. Guess what? They are introducing a whole set now of coffee barbecue rubs. Really fascinating. Really good stuff. And they're actually using... The coffee from W.C. Clark's Roasters from the Cheese Shop in State College. How about that for a merger? Two State College Happy Valley institutions coming together, Andy. And trust me, you're going to love the rub. You're talking barbecue (laughs) and barbecue rubs. One of my 
you know that question if someone said ask tell us something nobody knows about you it is i am a barbecue and barbecue rub geek and i'm excited to try their well, coffee barbecue rubs because their other rubs are fantastic if anybody knows you and i andy they know we're barbecue guys all right let's get to the questions shall let's we do it. let's start with matt Matt is from Acton, Massachusetts, and Matt says, excluding Beaver Stadium, what are your top three college football stadiums worth visiting for a game? Also, what factors make your favorite stadium stand out over the others? So <laughs> Beaver Stadium would not be on my list, but the atmosphere then there is top three, but the stadium itself would not be. Stadium-wise, it's the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. The most stunning, coolest venue I've ever been to. Great place to watch a football game. It's not tiered. It's all bowl still. Not a bad seat in the house. That tops my list. Between the hedges and seeing the Georgia Bulldogs is an absolute must if you're a college football fan. That's just one of those places that absolutely stirs the pot for me is the University of Georgia. And and this one might sound a little bit off kilter, but the University of South Carolina in Columbia, it is a fantastic place to watch a football game. When the Gamecocks are a little better and they appear to be on the up, but South Carolina is one of the coolest places I've ever been to watch a football game. Those are my three that I would say are must go tos. I'll give you Andy. I have not been to as many uh, other stadiums as you. And when you talked about Beaver stadium, you didn't count atmosphere. I think atmosphere is what makes a stadium and it's not just the stadium. It's the tailgating atmosphere. It's the other things, but a couple places I've gone that I've really enjoyed I always talk about going to the Auburn game. Auburn was a fantastic atmosphere. It really was. Tailgating was spectacular. Fantastic. I've been to Madison, Wisconsin. A lot of fun there. My take on most of this, Andy, is I'm not sure there are too many places with bad atmospheres, except if they have a traditionally bad team, (laughs) that makes the atmosphere bad and not so good. But if you're anywhere in the country – I'm sure you could find a pretty good team in your area and you're going to have fun watching college football live, which to me is just the greatest sport on the planet. So I think there's a lot of places you can go and have fun. All right, let's let's move on. Let's go to uh, Jerry in Scranton who says, I hear a lot about Penn State looking for wide receivers in the portal. Would you value a large receiver? Or a speedy receiver more? I know, both would be best. Yes, uh, I think in in the game today, I think you need uh, a, a, a speedy... Route running matters more than you think, so then size to me. So if you're going between size and speed as a secondary uh, priority, I would take speed over size right now. That's... Um, I I just think you take the speed. You can't, you can't teach that. Do you think you can't teach size either, Andy? And do you think in Penn State situation, 
they seem to have the smaller receivers, but they don't have that one big guy, that six four, six five guy. They make up for it with their. T- they kind of are making up for it with their tight ends. On, on that front, they're using the way they use their tight ends and the way it's evolving in this Mike Yersich offense. So yeah, I, I, but I don't think a, a big target or a big receiver is a must anymore. I, I really don't. I think it's more value on route running, and then second second to that would be speed and ability to separate and stretch the field. And the hidden well, one in all of that is run after catch, Jerry. Don't ever forget about the ability to create and run after the catch. That is becoming more and more important as the get the ball out of your hands, get the ball into your playmakers quicker, you know, help your offensive line the way the offenses have evolved. It's all about catching the short pass and turning four yards into 12 or 13 or 11. That's, that's a, that's a very undervalued skill. Good question. Let's, let's go to Brian in Bedford. Hey, Andy, I feel like James Franklin has improved his game day coaching. Seems like there are fewer and fewer blunders made. Do you agree? And if so, why do you think that is? I do not. Uh, I don't think one season in 2022 is enough a body of work to agree with you, Brian. Sorry. Um, it's a lot easier to say that when you're when you have a 10 win regular season, then when you have a five or six win regular season, right? I mean, that's just, you know, that's just the law of averages, but did I see more institutional control of the offense from Mike Yursich a little bit in spots here and there? I mean, it's clear Manny Diaz is running the show on defense. So that is another level of letting him run that show. So, yeah, maybe some minuscule slight importance, but I wouldn't say better overall in one season, Brian. You know, I'm not being a, you know, Debbie Downer, but I just, I need more body of work on that that for me to say, yeah, no, he's definitely better. Personally, uh, Brian, I think Andy is being a Debbie Downer. I agree with you. And where I do agree with Andy is <laughs> there's a different when you win ten games, they're not if yeah. you make a mistake and the team still wins, is it still a mistake? You know, it doesn't feel that way because it didn't cost you a game. And as James Franklin has said, when he, you try to do something a little bit different, if you go for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal and you end up with a nice creative play. You end up throwing the ball to Nick Singleton, who scores a touchdown on it because the defense blundered with their coverage. It looks like a great call. Had the play been stopped, doesn't look so great, and you would question them. But a couple things. When they work and when you have the talent to make the calls work, it's always very helpful. Let's go to the Riz, who says... um, At the start of the season, I asked you, Andy, why is Franklin forcing us to watch Clifford again? You replied, because he is our best option. After this season, I sadly agree with you. I don't know why he's sad to agree with you, Andy. But he says, honestly, though, for me, 10 and 2 is the same as 2 and 10 for me these days. My question is, when will we become elite 
and finally take the next step. First of all, Riz, if in your world two and ten and ten and two is the same, boy, there's only you need to go start rooting for Georgia. Andy, I'll let you respond. Yeah, it's hard to answer the Riz because of his expectations are college football playoff and national championship or bust or the season, or you may as well be two and ten. And that's a hard place to watch and root for a team from. Um, it's, you know, I'm glad you sadly agree with me. Uh, I thought Sean Clifford did his part and had his best season ever as a starting quarterback for Penn State. And I would have said that if they'd have won seven or eight games probably and it looked the same way it is. The outcomes were not dependent on that for me. It was how he fun- made this offense function. Yeah, do they start slow? Does it drive the fan base crazy? Does Jimmy want to throw stuff at the TV? Absolutely, the first quarter makes him absolutely gobsmacking mad, and I understand it. But overall, he proved himself to be the best option. He was, and we're tired of hearing it, but we've heard it, he's your 24-year-old, six-year starting quarterback, and that matters for a reason. And I still want to throw things at the TV, particularly because he's a six-year, 24-year-old quarterback and he's making mistakes like a true freshman. Now, the flip side to this is we really don't know what Drew Aller will do on the field in the situation. I I still think I'll go way back to the opener against Purdue. And Penn State ended up winning. And yes, Sean Clifford made me want to throw the shoe at the TV when he threw the pick six. But I'm not sure he also came back and engineered the game-winning drive. I'm not sure Drew Aller would have been able to do that. In those close games like that where it's a one-score game, I'm not sure what we would have had with Drew Aller. Real quick, let's get Jimmy in Forest City. Andy, the way Penn State is playing and with the amount of high-level young talent coming back, I think Penn State has a real chance at the playoffs next year, especially if most of the coaching staff comes back. Might that opportunity influence players to come back, such as Fashionu and others that dealt with injuries that may uh, affect their draft stock? Yeah, I think they come back, and I think the is Penn State a college football playoff team comes down to, no offense, but it's all about the five-star quarterback who will be a true sophomore next year. That is the guy that will take Penn State to the next level in 2023. That's a lot of pressure on him, but that's what he signed up for. That is going to be the difference. It truly is, Andy. All right, that's it for quarter number three. We'll name our winner at the start of quarter number four. Stay tuned for that. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Rose Bowl parade tickets and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new Coffee Barbecue Dry Rub Set. 
Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number four. I'm Jim. He's Andy. First and foremost, Andy. We got to name a winner from our quarter three Ask Andy segment. Who do you got? Jerry in Scranton hitting us up on the wide receiver ones. Deep, thoughtful question. Well done, sir. Very good, Jerry. We'll be getting in touch with you. You are the winner of the coffee barbecue rubs from 409 Tailgate Club. Go to 409tailgateclub.com and you can see all their great items there. All right, Andy. We've been talking, this is our Transfer Portal show. We talked to Penn State News, who was leaving. We talked about where Penn State's going to shop in the portal. Now, let's take a look at the big picture, the Transfer Portal. And it was funny, between seg- sometimes I think our best conversation is between segments. I should just <laughs> keep the recorder on so we have that. And I had said something to the effect of, what's happening at Penn State, this was the purpose of the transfer portal. And you you joked, well, you know, it's hard to figure what the purpose of the transfer portal is because it keeps evolving, changing. So right. many things affect it. But let's start with this. And here are the statistics from Monday of this week, which was just the first day the portal opening 667 players entered the portal in one in the first day. That's just one day. And 62 quarterbacks entered the portal on Monday. Was this the design? Is this good for college football? Is it bad for college football? Give me your overview. So it was that the the numbers are staggering, right? Like I think the 667 is like, you know, almost triple what the single previous other high day was. It's the end of the season. Is it good for college football? Bad for college football? I don't see necessarily a bad side to it. I think it's it's the transfer portal, but it 
should be called college football free agency. Uh, I, that's what I think it it is. It has become, and you, you know, you need to embrace that. You need to understand it. I, I think for the players, I love it. I think it's good for them to be able to move around like this. The the two and three school, you know, the three and four school jumps where a player is going from school to school to school. I don't think that's the intention of free agency, but the the intention of free agency it, it kind of is as well. It's to find a job, right? Like these guys are looking for a job. They're looking for playing time. They're looking to get on the field. So that's why there's free agency. That's why you know we signed four unrestricted free agents because they were looking for jobs and we have jobs available. So I like it overall. I think it's becoming, I mean, 667 in one day, my goodness gracious, if you're on a staff anywhere in the country and part of your responsibility is, is, you know, canvassing and managing the transfer portal, your job just is becoming bigger and harder by the week. It seems almost so, but I absolutely love it. I think it's changed the landscape of college football on a year-to-year basis, not on a program basis, but on a year-to-year basis more than anything and that co- anything college football's done and that includes allowing true freshmen, you know, to play. I think it's even a bigger much more bigger impact across the board. And is the game worse off for it? It keeps getting bigger, keeps getting better, right Jimmy? So you can't say it's a bad thing. Well, a couple ways to look at this, Andy. For the player, and for most interested parties in this atmosphere, it's what you make of it. For the players, it is good. It is free agency. It's this freedom which they deserve. The problem is with that freedom, there's probably as many guys who go into the portal who don't come out of the portal. In other right. words, you had a scholarship and you gave it up and you end up lost in the shuffle. The music stops and you don't have a chair. We don't talk about those guys, but it happens and it happens yeah. quite a bit. It we hear the big names, especially at quarterback who move and they become stars. They become Heisman Trophy winners. But keep an eye on those names that you saw from Penn State beyond Christian Vayu and see where they come out and how well they come out, you'll get an idea. If you're a coach, in some ways it's better. Mel Tucker bought himself a huge contract by being successful in 2021, depending on the portal. I think we're going to see Coach Dion in Colorado depend on the portal to make a quick turnaround in Colorado, whether it happens or not. But the bigger picture, and we'll say, I'll call it the fans. You get a lot of fans, I believe, say it's, oh, it's new, it's different, it's not like my day. The problem is, and again, I'm going to use the baseball analogy to free agency, where when that first came out many years ago, Andy, people thought it was the game's demise was going to quickly follow. It turns out it's one of the best things for the game because it keeps interest in it. And we're seeing it right now, interestingly enough, at the same time. The winter meetings going on in baseball, it's all about free agency. If you're a Phillies fan right now, you love free agency. And in college football, it gives us another reason to follow the sport, right? It does, 100%. I I don't disagree with you on 
any of that at all. And I, I, I will say this. I do have a caution, and I wonder about this for fans and Penn State fans or fans of any program, but your team. Um, and I just want to say real quick, don't forget, when you're talking about teams that transformed in the transfer portal, USC became was a, came within a half of becoming a college football playoff team one year after being four and six. So that is what the transfer portal at the very top end in an unusual circumstance and a rare occasion can do. But for fans overall, I wonder if the eye candy of the transfer portal has pulled into the same zip code a little bit as recruiting. That is kind of like it's it, it can't become about the transfer portal. I get the eye candy part of it. I like it too. And Penn State particularly has enjoyed very good success in the transfer portal, especially at the end, right? They've absolutely crushed it at the end. But recruiting high school players, Jimmy, that still powers the engine of any football program. Maybe the transfer portal can take you from a four-cylinder machine to a six-cylinder machine with the right moves, but your program, not your year-to-year team, your program is still powered today by recruiting. And that is my caution is don't get caught up in you can build a, a – you can absolutely build a winner of a program, not a season, a program through the transfer portal. That doesn't seem in its early returns to be sustainable. So don't let the let the eye candy of the transfer portal, which is it, – it has value and is important, and it's a heck of a lot of fun. Don't let that override recruiting because the high school recruiting class, look at Penn State and the freshmen that played on this team, recruited players. That That is the heart and soul of your program still. Well, Andy, you can get by recruiting. You have your players longer. It's multiple years. And you're still going to get most of your players out of recruiting. And again, I'm going to use the baseball analogy and baseball free agency there. People often point at the Yankees as having years ago, they were buying championship teams. What people forget is there was a core of Yankees, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera. They were grew up as Yankees, okay? They didn't come in through free agency. Free agency was used to complement what they already had. And that's the way I believe it is in college football now with the transfer portal. And I think James Franklin is doing it correctly. Michigan State might be the cautionary tale. What we saw, what they did in 21, looked pretty good. But come 22, it wasn't a solid foundation you were building on there, right? Yeah, it wasn't sustainable, right? And you could... If you if you follow the game like we do and, and our fans do, and, and you thought Michigan State was going to replicate that, it was clear they couldn't because they they didn't have the same level of success in year two in the transfer portal, and their recruiting had suffered because of it, and the bones just weren't there. The building blocks weren't in place for them to have success in 2022. It was crystal clear, even preseason, like, yeah – okay, every, you have to think what they did last year and you look at it and you're like, well, that's part of what goes into the factor of determining, you know, how do you rank this team and how do you look them out? Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Michigan State ranked preseason? They even might have been. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. I think Penn State, even if they play decent, is a better football team than Michigan State. But 
The flip side, you know, the one thing I also think about, and I'm look, I think about this from the Penn State perspective too, when we're talking about the transfer portal and it's going in, going in, going in, what can we get? I just want to say there's a cautionary tale and Penn State's a top 10 football team right now. But you after the Rose Bowl, guys named Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, Abdul Carter, Drew Allard, they're all free agents, Jimmy. Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama. Those guys are shopping in the transfer portal too, and they're college football players. Penn State hasn't experienced any of the other side of that, but it is another side, you know, to not say pay attention to, but no, hey, even though they're stars for your team, it doesn't mean somebody else can't pluck and come get them. It is, and that's where I was headed, Andy, is the elephant in the room is NIL, and might you have the, and I'm going to call it worst-case scenario, where players, not the backup players, but the star players leave for greener pastures and more money. We saw essentially that with uh, Jordan Addison leaving the wide receiver, leaving Pitt to go to USC. And that's the elephant in the room that's still hanging out there. So far, that hasn't seemed to have affected things that much. But it's out there and certainly can. How much do you think the fact that the poster child for NIL was Texas A&M and this season was a disaster for them. How much do you think that has kind of slowed down that we're not going to have those super teams where a Texas A&M could just go to every other school and start buying their best players? Yeah, Texas A&M is one side of the ledger. I still think we're in the analysis part. But I also think, Jimmy, USC's on the other one, right? You've got Texas A&M, USC. USC spent a ton of NIL money and and went from four and six to a half of the college football playoff. Texas A&M fell on the opposite side of the spectrum. We need more data, but it's a very interesting mark uh, spot. I think you also got to remember Lincoln Riley was at USC coaching matters. Andy, that's got to be it for our show. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure you join us again next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. The Nittany Lions are headed to Pasadena for the Rose Bowl, and you can join them. Collegiate Athletic Travel is offering a three-night package, including nonstop charter flight with Southwest Airlines from Harrisburg to L.A. Burbank Airport. Stay at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Rose Bowl parade tickets and all transfers are included. Here's your chance to attend the Rose Bowl and let Collegiate Athletic Travel do all the work. Land-only package is available, too. Go to athletictravel.com or call 814-238-4987. Hey guys, this is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new Coffee Barbecue Dry Rub set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network. 
StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love.